I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. In today's reading, we're looking at four psalms which seem to coincide with the time when David was fleeing for his life from Saul. These psalms are Psalm 17, 35, 54, and 63. In Psalm 17, we have a prayer by David for deliverance. The subtitle to that psalm says, A Prayer of David, verse 1. Hear the right, O Lord, attended to my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in the paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings." From the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about. They are enclosed in their own fat, with their mouth they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our steps, they have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword." From men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure, they are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. It's not clear what event prompted this prayer from David. It certainly sounds like it could have very well been written by David during the ordeal of 1 Samuel chapter 23. It's yet another prayer where David is praying that righteousness will be rewarded over wickedness. He claims his position before God as one who strives for righteousness. We don't find a lot of references in the Old Testament regarding eternal life. David expresses his personal beliefs on the issue in verses 14 and 15 here when he says, From men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure, they are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness, I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Now notice the contrast David gives between those who only have their portion in this life as opposed to himself, who, as he says, anticipates awakening one day in the likeness of God. In Psalm chapter 35, we see David pleading his cause 
Lord, turn loose your wrath on the wicked. The subtitle to this one tells us a Psalm of David. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stomp the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as chafed before the wind, and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery, and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit, which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares, and let his net that he hath hid catch himself. Into that very destruction let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which delivers the poor from him that is too strong for him, yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoileth him. False witnesses did rise up. They laid to my charge things I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into mine own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. But in mine adversity they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. Yea, the abjects gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear me and ceased not. With hypocritical mockers and feasts they gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord, how long wilt thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destructions, my darling from the lions. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace. They devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yet they opened their mouth wide against me and said, Aha, aha, our eye hath seen it. This thou hast seen, O Lord. Keep not silence, O Lord. Be not far from me. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment, even unto my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Ah, so would we have it. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. In this psalm, David just trusts God to deal with the wicked. It's interesting in this psalm that David seeks God's help in turning the enemy back by causing confusion. One is left with the impression from David's pleas here regarding the treatment of those that, as he says, fight against me, that David is talking about fellow Israelites. Initially, he's not asking for their outright destruction, but rather 
He says, let them be ashamed and brought to confusion. As they persist, however, he requests in verse 8, let destruction come upon him at unawares and let his net that he hath hid catch himself into that very destruction, let him fall. He also speaks of betrayal beginning with verse 11. This is surely written during the time that Saul's leading an army in pursuit of David in 1 Samuel 26. We see that it provides a good backdrop for this psalm. Now, keep in mind, that's not absolute, but 1 Samuel 26 certainly looks good as the backdrop for this Psalm 35. And we see in this Psalm 35 that David's calling upon God to provide some supernatural relief. He calls specifically for a manifestation of the angel of the Lord in verse 5 and again in verse 6. That's a call for God himself to manifest himself in the form of an angel as had been evidence on numerous occasions to the patriarchs. He appeals for a call to action by God in verses 22 and 23. I mean, let's face it, David's looking for some relief here. Here's the bottom line of David's prayer in verse 24. Judge me, O Lord my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. God's judgment here is the only one that really counts. That's David's contention. He seeks vindication from God in the face of his enemies so that they will see that he's righteous before God. That brings us to Psalm 54, where there's no uncertainty as to the linkage here. Uh, This one concerns the Ziphites. As a matter of fact, we're told in the subtitle there to the chief musician on Neganoth, Maskell, a psalm of David when the Ziphims came and said to Saul, Doth not David hide himself with us? The introduction here connects the psalm with David's flight from Saul. We see from 1 Samuel chapter 23 verses 19 to 21 and 1 Samuel chapter 26 verse 1 that these Ziphites seem intent on helping Saul find David. Now let's read the psalm, verse 1. Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them, Selah. Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good." For he hath delivered me out of all trouble, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. It's interesting that while Saul commends these Ziphites for their assistance in tracking down David, he invokes the blessings of Jehovah on them for doing so in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 21. Uh, that just goes to show you, evil men with evil intentions many times do so, in the name of the Lord, or so they say. The spirit of this psalm reflects that of an individual lament in which David complains against strangers and asks the Lord to come to his rescue. The prayer ends with thanksgiving and a vow. This psalm is a prayer model for any believer who's been maligned. Incidentally, the subtitle to this psalm begins with the phrase to the chief musician on Neganoth Maskell. We find definitions for these two terms, Neganoth and Maskell, 
Uh, and I'll read you an excerpt from Easton's Bible Dictionary regarding these. Neganoth, first of all, means songs with instrumental accompaniment found in the titles of Psalm 4, 6, 54, 55, 67, and 76 rendered stringed instruments. In Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19, the King James Version also, it denotes all kinds of stringed instruments as the harp, the psaltery, the viol, and so forth. The chief musician on Neganoth is the leader of that part of the temple choir which played on stringed instruments. Maskell is uh, the word for instructing. It occurs in the titles of 13 psalms, Psalm 32, 42, 44, and several others. It denotes a song enforcing some lesson of wisdom or piety, a didactic song. In Psalm 47, 7, it's rendered with understanding. Now, if you'd like a complete overview of what all of these subtitles in the uh, the terminology used in the subtitles uh, mean, then uh, look at the uh, resource that I provided to the right side of the page. There's a link on this page of many of the Psalms which show a complete overview of all of these terms in the subtitles. And that brings us to our last psalm for today, Psalm 63. We know it was written in the wilderness because the subtitle says, A Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Verse 1. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Every one that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Now, according to the introduction, this psalm is associated with David's stay in the Judean wilderness. Perhaps it was during his escape from Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 23, or maybe in a later period when he was fleeing from his son Absalom in 2 Samuel chapter 15, verses 13 to 37. There's just no way of knowing for certain. However, David's reference to the king in verse 11 does cause me to think that this is the later occasion with Absalom. Of course, it is true that he had been anointed by Samuel as king, prior to his flight from Saul, but not installed as such. Whichever occasion we're looking at here in this psalm, he's trusting in God and writing psalms. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walker.